May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the letter to the Ephesians, I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness. I had a very close friend who, for the whole of his life, was vicar of the same very unremarkable country parish. He was someone of extraordinary depth, insight, and wisdom. And I remember he said to me shortly before, alas, he died, Peter, there isn't a dean in all the world who has, he was a humble man on his gravestone. Perhaps that would have not made me think, had a friend, a different friend, not sent me a volume of poetry from the States. The title of the slim book of poetry was What Narcissism Means to Me. I think my friends were giving me a not-so-gentle shove in the direction that it would be good for me to reflect on humility. Um, As one of them said, you've a lot to be humble about. The most helpful image of humility in the Christian tradition is one, I think, given by the Italian poet Dante, At the beginning of Purgatorio, the second section of his great poem known as the Divine Comedy, it begins with a great body of water and then a shoreline and then at the shore thousands of reeds swaying with every tiny movement of the water. As the wind blows over the water, the way the the reeds sway perfectly and come back to rest. This, This image of being firmly rooted, but completely responsive to others, is what might help us to root humility and gentleness in ourselves. For humility is often misunderstood, particularly when women are told to be humble. Honest, authentic humility is not diminishing who we are or refusing to speak up or treating ourselves like a sort of self-dramatizing Cinderella sitting in the ashes saying, oh, I don't deserve to go to the ball. That is the image of humility that many of us have, of a sort of endless, endless rehearsing of our lack of self-worth. This, of course, 
is how in the past many women in particular were socialised to find it very difficult to articulate their gifts and celebrate them. But a truly humble person does not deny that they have gifts. Rather to be humble is to be truly present, to truly appreciate the gifts you have been given by God and to value them without apology. And then in that appreciation to be able to receive freely from other people the good things they have been given. Humility is a double focus. It involves seeing ourselves as the beloved children of God, no more and no less, and also seeing other people, whoever they may be, also as people of great gift. We can't be humble on our own. We can only be humble in a community where we receive from one another. When we see in contemporary political life some of the frankly monstrous expressions of arrogance in some political leaders that not only oversell who they are but seek to diminish everyone else, we can perhaps see how important humility is to our civic life. Now, we don't become humble just by thinking it. We become humble, truly rooted in who we are, truly, truly appreciating who we are, and truly valuing others. We become hung humble by learning how to act humbly, by following a series of practices that help to shape our soul in humility. So, for example, if we want to practice being humble, we need to practice accepting compliments without apology, receiving the good news that others may have of us. Practicing humility means accepting that we don't have the, an answer to a question when in fact we don't have it. Not pretending, but being authentic and true. Practicing humility means working within the limits of our competence asking for help from others without fear, learning how to say no when we are asked to do something that will diminish us or exhaust us, noticing and acknowledging the giftedness of other people. We learn humility by doing humble things. We learn humility by becoming responsive to the gifts God has given us and to the gifts God has given our brothers and sisters, like a reed, 
trembling in the wind and moving with the water. As Dante says, those reeds, fragile though they seem, will survive any storm. May God give us this gentle grace of humility.